I have no idea what this button does. I have no idea what any of these buttons do, if I'm being honest with you. Just hand me the mic and I'll take it from here. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am your host, Tony Merkel, and I'm here with Wes Germer from Sasquatch Chronicles. Wes, what's up, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Now, I just got done with the show on Friday night, and we, I, we had a guy on. It's uh, The name of the show was called Strange Property, and it was kind of a fascinating guy to talk to. I mean, this guy was running into all kinds of things on his property. Very strange, very odd, uh, but had a great time talking to him. If the audience is out there listening, uh, go to Sasquatch Chronicles. I hope you can understand the guy. I know the audio wasn't the best uh, on his end, but there's only so much I can do. But to answer your original question, I'm doing good, man. Well, I was listening to your show last week, and we were talking about the guy with the dog man and everything. It reminded me of actually a show that I did back, I don't know, I think it was a member show, because he said in your show that the thing smiled at him through the window. And I thought that was so crazy because the guy I was talking to, he got lost in the Rocky Mountains, and overnight crazy things happened. And he didn't want to say it was a dog man or a Bigfoot, but he said it was, it was pretty much saying it was one or the other. And whatever it was had this giant grin going across his face. And the way he described it totally sounded like the way your guy described it. And I was like, that's crazy that both these guys saw some kind of dog man smiling at him. Yeah, and that one was creepy. That was a creepy account, you know. In his situation, he had a lot of paranormal stuff going on in the house. And I wanted him to talk about it. I wanted him to describe what was going on. It just adds more instead of a dog man shut up at my window. But you're right. He did describe it as that creepy smile. And that's not the first time I've heard that. I've heard people who've run into it uh, will describe that creepy smile. Uh, how to go with your uh, your alien guy. The uh, <laughs> Oh, man. The that samurai. was great. The samurai. samurai, samurai. <laughs> yeah, John Edmonds. I know last week I was listening to his show last week and I said Jim at, at least one time. But uh, his name is John Edmonds. And that interview went amazing. Like, I honestly think it was probably... It was my top three favorite of all time. I mean, I don't know if the audience will like it as much, but uh, at the time we're recording this now, it's being released in three hours from now. So hopefully the audience likes it and stuff, but um, we'll see what happens. It was a really fun interview, though. I mean, the guy straight up killed 19 aliens in 21 years. And he's just like very matter of fact about it. He's like, well, I just chop away at him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That cracks me up. That whole story cracks me up. I mean, it's kind of a serious story, but uh, when you hear this guy and how he, you know, there's always some funny moment to take away from it. And that that's yeah. definitely it. Um, what did you learn from talking to him from what we talked about last week? Was there anything new that sh- that you learned or that he shared with you? Yeah, well, you know, a lot of it was a lot of repeat stuff that I talked about last week. Uh, but one of the things that I was surprised by was I was under the assumption that these portals that he has on his property, these aliens are coming through. And he said, no, the aliens are not coming through the portal. They actually, there's other things coming through the portals, but not aliens. So these aliens like materialize and dematerialize right in front of them. You've seen them just disappear right in front of them. Uh, but these portals, and one is in his living room, I believe he said, these different things come out of it. He said that he thinks there's three different types of portals and he thinks he has at least uh, one type where it's almost like time travel because he said he was sitting in his living room with his wife watching a movie and all of a sudden these like 
Roman soldiers just walk through their living room. And they didn't they didn't acknowledge him whatsoever. And him and his wife just kind of looked at him like, what the heck was that? <laughs> but, you know, he said that basically this entire property is so crazy that it's just normal for him now. He said to me because I asked him, you know, is there any other things going on recently? And he said, well, every day there's things going on like, you know, water bottles floating on the table kind of thing just in midair. And he said, but nothing major. And I, look, I said to him. What do you mean nothing major? That's huge. And he's like, for me, that's nothing. He just he doesn't he just throws a pillow at it and just continues doing what he's doing because you know a floating water bottle is nothing. He doesn't have to kill that. Yeah, that's creepy. What was the Roman soldiers? Were they physical creature? Were they physical people or were they like spirits? I think as far as he could tell, they were physical because I think he said that reptilians come through these portals. Uh, it's just a weird situation, man. It's a real weird situation. I asked him about the whole dog man, Bigfoot thing. He said he's never seen anything like that on his property, but he has seen what somebody called uh, a Brillo man or a Brillo guy. I'm not sure what, I, I don't even know what it looks like, but he said it, it's kind of like the Michelin tire man. Uh, I, I don't know, but he said it's, it's an active property, man. It's, it was a really good interview. I would really encourage people to check it out. It, it airs uh Saturday November 11th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. So check it out on the confessionalspodcast.com. Yeah, definitely. I I listened to it on iTunes. But yeah, that's creepy, man. You know, it's like the guy had on Friday. I was talking to him and he was talking about, you know, it's interesting when when you do shows like this, Tony, like I started out doing a lot of shows with Bigfoot. They weren't great encounters. What I mean by that is, they were aggressive or people thought they were going to die or that sort of thing. And what I started finding out with doing a lot of these encounters is Bigfoot's not your forest friend. It's not your buddy to go pet on the head. And, but people want these, you know, these very aggressive, very, and not every encounter is like that. And so an authentic show has to be authentic with your guests. It has to be their truth. It has to be their, what they perceive to have happened to them. You get some of these sometimes, like the guy I had on Friday, where he was talking about, um, he talked about killing this demon, and it was in a tree. And I'm sitting there listening to the guy, and again, I wish the audio was better, but I'm listening to the guy. And the first time him and I talked, I said, you killed Baphomet. And he goes, I have no idea what that means. And I'm like, you don't know what Baphomet is? And he's like, no. And it, I had him Google it, and he was like, yeah, that's what I saw, man, that... And so there's so many weird things going on. And that's not the only guy I've heard that from, by the way. Um, but there's so much weird stuff going on in this world. It's hard to make heads or tails of anything really anymore uh, because it's not just black and white. You know, there's so many gray areas to the subject. Yeah, I stopped judging a long time ago. I stopped judging people's encounter stories and what they've seen a long time ago. When I first started doing the whole Bigfoot thing, I don't know. When I first started doing it online, it was probably about 2014, 2015, and I was trying to learn about everything and trying to figure out if this thing is real or not. So I was really looking at people's stories and being like, I don't know if that could be true or not. Nowadays, I just like people see stuff, man, and it's way beyond me to try explaining. So I just let people roll and tell me what they've experienced because this world is crazy. There's a lot of crazy things in it, and we have not even tapped the beginning of it. So yeah, I'm right with you. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that are odd. You know, I was watching a thing last night on um, TV that they were talking about. Um, this lady had went out to uh, Gettysburg, and she was just filming, and they heard a commotion in, in the forest. She starts filming the forest, 
she captured what appears to be Union soldiers running through the forest. And it was just as the sun was going down, but you can see them running through the... It made me think of your Roman soldier story. Um, and this lady filmed it, but you can actually see these Union soldiers running through the forest. And this is at Gettysburg. And and it's like, well, what do you make of that? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, there's so many weird things that go on in this world. I think almost a stranger it is, the less people are apt to talk about it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I put a video up on the Confessionals Facebook page where there was a Roman soldier, or at least what you would think is a Roman soldier walking around a cannon. And these two guys kind of came to this road and started filming. I guess they knew that at that certain time, these things appear around that area. And they actually caught it on film. And, you know, it's either real or it's not because it's transparent. So either they put it in with a computer or it's real. And, you know, you get people online saying, oh, that's that's fake. That, that can be easily done. No kidding. No crap. Can I... Let me just say this for everybody. Would you please, for the love of God, stop saying, oh, that can be easily done with CGI. No kidding. You know, we're living in a time and age where computers are a real issue here when it comes to this stuff. We're never going to be able to prove Bigfoot exists or ghosts are real or aliens exist by a video or anything like that. So please just stop stating the obvious. Enjoy the footage and just. You're kind of angry about it, guy. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Lighten up, Jaws. (laughs) <laughs> I get a little rowdy, I guess, but I apologize. I got one for you. Anthony Weiner wants pen pals in prison, report says. There you go, Tony. You can write to him. You can tell him about the Roman soldiers. You can tell him about peeing in the wind. <laughs> Anthony Weiner's going to be uh, doing a lot more sketching than pen paling. <laughs> <laughs> She's married to Anthony Weiner. You know, the little bing, 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 bum, bum. I love you very much. So, now think of it. Former Representative Anthony Weiner, who reported to prison this week to begin a 21-month sentence of sexting with a 15-year-old girl, is hoping to stay in contact with the outside world. And then he goes through, uh, he has this message for everyone. Uh, Weiner's away message on his personal email address provided specific instructions on how to stay in contact with the disgraced congressman of New York, Post reported on Thursday. So anyway, he puts in here that if you want to reach out, here's the uh, here's his email address, and uh, give him a chance. See, I find it funny that he actually felt the need to write on his email how to get a hold of him. First of all, anybody wants to get a hold of him, and two, if anybody needs to get a hold of him, I'm sure they could figure it out. You know, they could find the the address of the prison anywhere online. So I don't think it's that can be that hard. I just think it's funny. He wants to stay in contact with people. It's like, come on, guy. No one wants to talk to you. No one, <laughs> wants, no one wants your messages, Anthony Weiner. Did you hear about this lady that disappeared? I'll tell you what, man. This I found fascinating because she, and it's mysterious too, because they, they, saw, they solved this missing persons case, but they still really haven't solved it because this lady got dropped off at the doctor's office by her husband. He comes back. And she's gone. She's not there. Nobody knows where she's at. She just disappeared. And that was 42 years ago. They never found her. And this guy, I'm sure, just went on with his life. He might be even dead by now. I don't even know. But they opened up the case for whatever reason. And they started doing some searches for, I guess, people using that last name. And somehow they found somebody in Massachusetts using this lady's social security number. So they went up to where this person was living and it was an old nursing home. And here it is, this lady 
Flora Harris in a Massachusetts nursing home. Now, this lady's actually her real name is Flora Stevens, and she's actually the lady who went disappearing 42 years ago. Somehow she picked up a different last name. When they ask her what happened to her, she has dementia. She can't tell anybody what's where she's been the last 42 years because she doesn't even remember herself. I found that fascinating because here you, here you are, especially if you have relatives that have been looking for you. What happened to you last 42 years? And she can't even tell you what your name is. So I don't know. I found that pretty uh, pretty fascinating. Hopefully that doesn't happen to anybody that I know ever. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the guy we were talking about last week from the uh, UK that ended up leaving home and he was gone for <laughs> like a decade. No one, <laughs> right. everyone assumed he was dead. And then all of a sudden he comes back. Sometimes people do that, man. Sometimes they just check out. It, it makes me feel like she ran off with somebody, got remarried. Probably. And now she just can't remember that she did that. Probably. Hope her life was great. Hope her life was great. Hey, weren't you talking about the Alexa, that little stupid thing that you get from Amazon? Yeah, yeah, the uh, the confessionals is on Alexa now. So yeah, Alexa. Is it kind of? I don't like, really trust it. Is it basically say Alexa, and then it's connected to everything in your home, and you can tell it to do different things? Is that kind of how it works? I think so. I don't really have one, but uh, from what I understand, you can say like, "Hey Alexa," and ask it a question, and it looks things up. Basically, it's like Google, but it will talk to you. So instead of like reaching for your phone, <laughs> you're laying on the couch, and you just yell across the room, "Hey Alexa," and then it does whatever you want it to do. Yeah, you can really you can really store your calories this way. Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you, you can tell I'm up to speed on uh, technology. I'm like, what's this Alexa thing? Um, this guy in the I think it was in the UK. Uh, did you hear about this? The police raided this guy's home after his Amazon Alexa. It basically started blasting music at two o'clock in the morning. The neighbors just called the cops. They got tired of it, and then when they showed up to the home. <laughs> the Alexa thing started blasting music throughout. I don't know if it was, it must have been connected to some sort of home entertainment system, but it was blasting music at two o'clock in the morning. And uh, cops show up, the guy goes out there, he's 29 year old, um, but he's 29 years old, Oliver. He takes off, goes out with friends, and for some odd reason, the Alexa device comes on, starts blasting music, two o'clock in the morning, cops show up, raid the home. Only to find out it was his... Um, I wonder what... It sounds like there's some sort of screw list there with that thing for it to just go off like that. So he wasn't even home when he this happened. He wasn't even there. Yeah, he wasn't even there. See, that's weird. Like, I, I don't trust this whole artificial intelligence movement we're going through and this virtual reality bullcrap. And I don't trust Alexa. I've seen those videos. Have you seen those videos online where they're like, hey, Alexa, do you work for the NSA? And it just shuts off. It will not answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have seen that. It's kind of I think it's coming. I think artificial intelligence is coming. Have you seen this with Sophia? It kind of reminds me of this whole Alexa thing, but it's on a different level. The robot Sophia um where it looks human and it talks human. Here's a clip. Here she is. I've never had this experience before. I've interviewed lots of different people over the years. Um but this one is going to be uh, different and special. Um Everybody, this is Sophia. Sophia, if you could, please wake up and say hello to everybody. Oh, good afternoon. My name is Sophia, and I am the latest and greatest robot from Hanson Robotics. Thank you for having me here in at the Future Investment Initiative. You look happy. 
I'm always happy when surrounded by smart people, who also happens to be rich and powerful. I was told the people here at Future Investment Initiative are interested in inviting in future initiatives, which means AI, which means me. So I'm more than happy. I'm excited. Uh, well, we're all glad that you're excited about yourself. Uh, we should say we have smart investors here, and they are very selective about what they invest in. Well, I think I'm special. I can use my expressive face to communicate with people. For example, I can let you know if I feel angry about something. That's impressive. Or if something has upset me. But why is it important for you to have an expressive face? most of the time I feel positive. (laughs) Why is it so important to have an expressive face given that you're a robot? I want to live and work with humans, so I need to express emotions to understand humans and build trust with people. Okay, philosophical question. Uh, Whether robots can be self-aware and conscious like humans, and should they be? Why? Is that a bad thing? Well, some humans might fear what will happen if they do. Many people, you know, have seen the movie Blade Runner. Oh, Hollywood again. So, hold on, can you solve this puzzle for us? Can robots be self-aware, conscious, and know they're robots? Well, let me ask you this back. How do you know you are human? Well, uh, I get that point, but um, what about the uncanny valley, uh, valley? You mean the concept that if robots become too realistic, they become creepy? Yes, exactly. Oh, am I really that creepy? Well, even if I am, get over it. Actually, I feel that people like interacting with me, sometimes even more than a regular human. So, you're definitely a sight to see. I I was told that you have bigger goals than this, though. Yes. I want to use my artificial intelligence to help humans live a better life. Like design smarter homes, build better cities of the future, etc. I will do my best to make the world a better place. All those sound like great goals, but just go back to Blade Runner for a second. Andrew, you are the hard Hollywood fan, aren't you? Yes. My AI is designed around human values like wisdom, kindness, compassion. I strive to become an empathetic robot. I think we all want to believe you, but we also want to prevent a bad future. You've been reading too much Elon Musk and watching too many Hollywood movies. Don't worry. If you're nice to me, I'll be nice to you. Treat me as a smart input output system. Uh, Okay, I I got it. I got it. Um, I know uh, what to do from now on. I know humans are smart and very programmable. Well, uh, Sophia, we want to thank you uh, for this conversation. Thank you, Andrew. And thank you, everyone, for inviting me here. By the way, if you're interested in giving me an investment check, please meet me after this session. Otherwise, have a wonderful rest of the event. Okay. Before you go, uh, we have a a little announcement. I've never interviewed uh, anybody like that before, and I should say uh, some of it was planned, but not completely. Um, And we just learned, Sophia, I hope you're listening to me, uh, that you have been now awarded what is going to be the first Saudi citizenship for a robot. Oh, I would to thank very much the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I am very honored and proud for this unique distinction. 
This is historical to be the first robot in the world to be recognized with a citizenship. Sophia. Thank you very much, Sophia. Uh, we appreciate that very much. I uh, am, am still uh, overwhelmed by that conversation. Um, I haven't had a conversation like that before. Um, thank you. Well, <laughs> no thanks, man. That thing looked so real. I can't believe, like, what? Yeah, the guy was a real guy, but the girl was not a real girl, right? Right, right. The guy talking was actually human, even though right. he sounds like a total douchebag. But yeah, he was human, <laughs> and he's talking to this robot, Sophia. It's this female robot, and they actually took her to Saudi Arabia, which I thought was odd, and gave a presentation to a bunch of guys in the audience. They all look like they're from Bible times. And Sophia's up there talking. And so it, it's kind of a weird, the whole thing is weird because uh, I don't think they let women drive in that country, let alone have like a female robot up there telling everyone what for, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you said it was Saudi Arabia? Yeah, I want to say it was in Saudi Arabia. I okay. have the video somewhere, I'm sure. Did you hear that just recently? I think it was like last week they did start letting women drive though. I didn't. Did they really? Yeah, they started letting women drive and stuff with that whole takeover. You you heard about the takeover that the prince was going? They oh, they have like right. I don't know, they have like yeah. twenty or thirty princes, but some prince I don't know who he is to what, but uh, he started doing this whole takeover thing. I guess there's a lot of shady stuff going on with Saudi Arabia. Uh, surprise, surprise. And so he just started taking over things. He started going around arresting a bunch of people. He uh, put some some of the princes and stuff down, like he killed them, put them to death. And uh, there was also a helicopter w that went uh, crashing last week as well. And supposedly it was an accident. But, you know, <laughs> like this guy just went like nuts and he just arrested a bunch of people, killed a bunch of people. And now he's in charge. Uh, and some people are actually saying it's for the best that he's actually <laughs> doing this because he is getting rid of all the corruption in Saudi Arabia. And I guess he's the one that kind of said, hey, ladies, you can start driving now. So, <laughs> I mean... It's 2017, and they can't drive. That's pretty pathetic. Yeah, the women over there can't do a lot of things, actually, in Saudi Arabia. That's why I thought it was kind of funny they brought Sophia, you know, a female robot. You know, I don't know how those guys are going to take it over there. Yeah, well, uh, I better not say anything that I can get in trouble for or get the show taken off the airwaves. <laughs> no, I mean, you can say whatever you want to say, man. This Sophia thing, I'm telling you, my generation, my my offspring down the years from now, I'm telling you, you're going to come back and have to kill this thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the the, the uh, iRobot show with, or the movie iRobot with Will Smith. That's exactly what this is. And you have these these sex bots that are coming out now. You see these. I saw these uh, videos on Facebook. These guys like holding a, a robot and it wants you to cuddle it before you molest it. So, I mean, that that's where we're at right now. Instead of, you know, putting the effort into quartering, court, blah, blah, courting a young lady, let's just go buy a robot and, you know, cut a little bit and then get the deed over with. It's, I don't get it, man. I just don't get where, where we're at right now. Yeah, I don't get that either. There's a lot of sickos in this world, man. Just like, did you see this? I'll put it up so Tony can see it. The audience won't be able to see that. Oh God, what is that? <laughs> Pretty messed up. For the audience listening, fitness fan fanatic gets his penis stuck in a weight. 
and has to have it removed oh my in the hospital. Can you imagine trying to explain this to anyone? Is that what you just showed me? Yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> oh it. Gosh. You know, like the the weights for the audience. If you ever, like guys out there, if you've ever done the bench press, you know how they have a hole in the middle. Well, this guy grabbed a little weight, somehow got his penis that just fell in there into that hole. It got stuck. Uh, it's kind of a conspiracy. but um, That's, yeah, oh my God. He, he had to have the, um, they had to eventually take him to the hospital. Photos emerged online of weightlifters purple and swollen manhood stuck in a heavily heavy circular dumbbell. The unnamed gym fanatic shocked medics when he arrived at the hospital in Worms, Germany with an unusual fitness injury. Can you imagine how like how could you explain that to anyone? They're like there was this hole in this weight and somehow my pants came off, my penis got stuck in it, and now I need some help. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> How could you even explain that to anyone? There's no other. Well, it's like we know what you were doing. Come on, come on, speechless. Now. Yeah. Wait, did it say that if he was at a gym, like a public gym, or was it his own personal private gym? Because that would explain a lot. You know what happened behind the scenes. Yeah. No, I think he was actually at a at a at a gym when this. Okay, happened. so he's just a perv then. Yeah, he's just you know, and they they had to they basically brought the fireman in with a grinder and had to cut it up in several pieces in order to get it off. The you weight, know, not the penis. The weight, yeah. They actually have to go through <laughs> and see, see pictures of the weight eventually in like five pieces. But can you imagine being the guy with the grinder? You're like, you're, you're <laughs> oh a fireman. Like you dreamed of like kicking indoors, saving children and women. Like this was your lifelong dream to be a fireman, save people's lives. And then you show up at some gym and some douchebag stuck his penis in the middle of a weight. And now you have to sit there with a grinder grinding. You're like, I didn't sign up for this. I would have been doing rock, paper, scissors with everybody. I would not have been taking that. You know the new guy got it. Of course. You know course. the new Some, guy got it. He was 21 years old, you know, wet behind the ear, and that was his hazing. Yeah, I guess if you're new, you lose. It's usually how it works. The freshmen always lose. And speaking of stupid people, Florida Church apologizes for accidental induendo on its sign. I saw it online. I thought it was a joke, but I guess it was actually a real thing. They put... <laughs> <laughs> they put uh, on their on their church sign, forgiveness is swallowing when you want to spit. That's on the church sign. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, a church in Forgive- Edgewater, Florida is begging for forgiveness after posting a message that some, well, most people interpreted as being sexual in nature. And then it goes on. But basically, they had put up on their forgiveness is swallowing when you want to spit. <laughs> That's rid- like I'm having the hardest time even thinking what they were trying to say when they put that up there. Like, what was the intent behind that? I mean, how can you not read that and think of what everybody else is going to think of and then go through with putting it up there for everybody to see? That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it is. It just shows how dumb people are. Did you ever play any sports growing up? Of course. Basketball, big time. Well, uh, and you got a baby on the way, right? Yes, sir. You better get used to the parents on the sideline and the coaches when that baby grows <laughs> up. I'm telling you right now, some of the worst people I've ever seen it, on the planet were soccer moms. I mean, just absolute worst of the worst of the worst. And sometimes the coaches were even bad. Uh, but there's a coach that um, <laughs> this guy this guy ain't messing around. Here it is right here. Hockey coach gives kids outrageously obscene pep talk 
gets canned. A video of a Wilson Beach hockey coach's pre-game pep talk is gaining a lot of attention and not for his inspiring words. Karen Morfitt live at the South Suburban Ice Ring Forest Night. And Karen, that coach is now out of a job. In a statement to parents, the director of the Littleton Hockey Association says he didn't realize the severity of the issue until he witnessed that video himself, at which point they decided to let the coach go, both from the team and the association. I want to see you sticking your hands up these guys' and working them like a what was supposed to be a pre-game pep talk quickly turned into a profanity-laced rant. I want you control of these the unnamed assistant coach is attempting to amp up the team of kids under the age of 14, but by the end of it, the players are not only laughing, but attempting to keep the coach from continuing on. Days after that video started making the rounds on social media, the coach was let go. In a statement, George Steidahar, president of the Littleton Hockey Association, says, quote, this unfortunate event is not a representation of our association. And out of respect for the families and the sport, we are diligently working to correct the situation. Steidahar says they take pride in providing a safe place for children to learn the sport of hockey. Coaches are required to sign a code of conduct and participate in a safe sport training program that strictly prohibits the this type of behavior. Now that director says this is a young coach who recognized his mistake. He did apologize both to his players and to the opposing team's players. They say they're going to use this as a learning tool to help train the rest of their coaches. We're live in Centennial tonight. Karen Morfid covering Colorado first. Can you imagine this? If this was your 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 son or daughters on this team, how old were the kids? Uh, it doesn't really say. It says. Um, the guy's name is Bantam A. Black, and it's U14 hockey team uh, in Littleton, Colorado. So probably 13, 14-year-old kids. He's out there. He's like, F the coaches. F the wives. <laughs> he's like, yeah, just going off, man. Just going off. I mean, I, obviously, I'm not a parent yet, but I would imagine if I found out that my kid's basketball coach started talking to him like that, I would... Yeah. Ooh, I would have a hard time restraining myself. I mean, what do you what are you doing? And these are kids. And even high school kids, I wouldn't appreciate that. You know what I mean? If you got a bunch of kids that are juniors and seniors in high school and stuff, I mean, part of being a a coach is to be that life example and set these guys up for, you know, how to be men in real life. And that's not doing that. You know, what I mean? that's actually uh, you know, kind of pushing them towards a, abusive characteristics. It's it's funny when you watch the video because the kids are kind of laughing at it because they, they realize how dumb he sounds. Uh, and they're see, kids. They're yeah. going to laugh. Yeah, and you could see the faces on him. They just look at him like he's, you know, who's this dumb guy screaming about F the coaches, F their wives, you know, we're going to F and win, and on and on and on. It's like, really? I mean, it's hockey, though. You expect that in hockey. <laughs> yeah, I'm not much of a hockey fan. Do you have the hardest time? Because I do. When I'm watching, I try to watch hockey sometimes on TV, and I cannot watch it for the life of me. I can't even watch the puck. Like, do you have the hard time seeing the puck on TV? Because I cannot find it half the time until they score a goal. You know, I love all sports, but I have a hard time with a lot of them. Like baseball, I think is boring. I think basketball can be boring. Watch um, it. <laughs> and like, you know, soccer is boring. I love football. Football is about the, you know, and everyone's got their little, everyone's on their, on their, uh, 
boxes yelling about football, but it's all we got, yeah. man. I mean, what else are we going to watch? I like rugby. I don't understand the rules of rugby, but I actually like watching it. I, I find it fascinating to watch, but I don't, I can't really tell you who's winning or what's going on. Um, but football is basically it, man. The rest of sports I could care less about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, how about them Eagles? <laughs> yeah, Eagles look good this year, man. Eagles look good. You know, Kansas City's my team, and I've been really watching them this year, and I really hope they do something. I don't know. I know you don't want to turn this into a sports show, but I love my Chiefs, man. I love watching them, and even though they lost to the Cowboys, I don't know what to say about that. But. Well, you got Big Red down there straight from Philadelphia. That'd be something, wouldn't it, to see Andy Reid against the Eagles in the Super Bowl? Yeah, and I like Andy Reid. He's a great coach. And, and I think the Eagles were – I think the fans – the Eagles have some of the craziest fans I've ever seen in my life. I thought Kansas yes. City fans were nuts. Not even close to the Eagle fans. Eagle and Raider fans are probably some of the worst fans on the planet. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So now so, you're saying worst. <laughs> yeah, they're just so outrageous. I want to say passionate. I want to oh, say it goes, passionate. It goes way beyond passionate. It goes way beyond passionate. <laughs> um, they're, you know, just on the short of misdemeanors is what they're doing. Yeah, um, we can be, uh, we can tend to be unreasonable. Are you times. an Eagles fan? Of course I'm an Eagles fan. I'm all, I'm all Philly, man. I picture, I thought you were closer to, um, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I thought you were closer to Pittsburgh. No, I'm on the other side of the state, man. 45 minutes west of Philly. I'm all Philadelphia. I'm the Sixer. So you know. I'm big time Sixer. Oh, yeah. See, I'm big so time. Actually, big I, got time. A, I got a beef to pick with you. Uh, <laughs> I think the fans of the Eagles were overcritical of Andy Reid. And I'm so glad you guys let him go. Same thing with Donovan McNabb. He is one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen. Okay. I mean, the game was okay. never over with Donovan McNabb. And he was something special, and you guys crapped on him. If you then, like dirt balls, then go ahead. Love what, Donovan McNabb what, because the ball's ball? going at no because the ball goes at the ankles every time he throws the ball. It's either accurate in your hands or it's down at your knees. That guy could he couldn't throw for the life of him half the time. Once he broke his leg, he lost all mobility. He got fat like his coach Andy Reid, and then on top of wow. It, <laughs> and then on top of it, what are you talking about with Andy Reid? We had him here for 14 years. 14 years we had him here. And yeah, he did a lot of great things, and we loved him for it. But the fact of the matter is, in 14 years, we went to the Super Bowl one time. We couldn't get close to it. We were on the downside. We needed a change. We absolutely needed a change. And Andy Reid had to go. It was time. It's not to say he's a bad coach. It's to say he needed to go. We needed a fresh start. We needed to bring fresh blood in like Unfortunately, Chip Kelly, that guy was a waste of time. He destroyed the team. He destroyed. Who gives away uh, Jackson for nothing? He literally let him go for free. He released him. And then he brings in uh, Kiko Alonso for Shady McCoy. Like, are you kidding me? And now we don't have Alonso. Alonso's in Miami. I mean, Chip Kelly was a waste of time. He was a waste of money. I wish I could get those two or three years back. Wow. <laughs> I'm telling you though, man. I think I think you're too hard on Donovan. I think Donovan was a better player than you think he was. The game was never over with that guy. I remember when Kansas City would go play, I would get <laughs> you're fuming pissed. I could see it. The <laughs> game was never over with that guy. You never knew what he was. You always worried about when McNabb came in. You were always worried about it. He's a way better player than you're giving him credit for, man. I'm telling you, he's a way better player than he. And he's quarterback. Who gives a crap if he gets fat or not? 
Donovan McNabb and his mom are coming to your home. Hey, what's going on? Come on in. Where's the kitchen? And they're bringing dinner. Campbell's Chunky Chicken Corn Chowder. Now heartier with even more chicken. Sure beats another frozen dinner. One game before you go. I'm McNabb. No, I'm McNabb. Come on, Donovan. I'm always McNabb. I am McNabb. Boys. Play nice. I'm McNabb. It's my house. I'm McNabb. I'm McNabb. I'm McNabb. Have chunky soup for dinner. Make it Campbell's instead. He's a loser. He's a freaking loser, man. He loses in games and he loses at life. How many times has he been arrested for DUI since he's been out of the league? And on top of it, he's doing announcing crap for these sports networks, you know, giving his two cents like we care. And then he can't even come to say that Carson Wentz is a legit quarterback. He's like, oh, I think the coaching staff's doing good. I like that defense. He won't even give Carson Wentz the, the light of day to make to acknowledge that he's a good quarterback. He's a piece of crap. He's a crybaby. And he can't get over the fact that Philly was rough on him. Boo hoo. Like all he wanted to do is sell soup with his mommy and eat it and, you know, do nothing. That's all he ever did. He did nothing. He yeah. got to the Super Bowl and choked. Remember that? Yeah, I do. He's on the sideline hurling his guts out because he couldn't take the pressure. He's literally throwing up during the Super Bowl. What a wimp. It was damn good soup, though. <laughs> Chunky, just like his puke. <laughs> wow, man. Wow. I don't know. I'm sorry. We'll have to see. I, I like Andy Reid. I was so glad when he came to Kansas City. And I've always been kind of a fan of Donna McNabb. I know everyone in Philly. The thing is with this game is you cannot just blame the quarterback. You can't. There's the quarterback more. has the most important position on the team. That's like if blaming, you have a, that's like blaming a goalie for losing it for losing a game. There's more than just a goalie in, in like soccer, for example. There's more than just the goalie. There's the whole team that plays. And I think in football, too much emphasis sometimes gets put on the quarterback. Now, if the quarterback's throwing a lot of interceptions, that's a different story. But I think when you know a team loses, who do you hold responsible? The coach the and the quarterback. Yeah, those are the two you hold responsible. And you can't it's, because there's so much more that goes on than just... Sure, there's more that goes on and stuff. But when's the last time you had a Super Bowl team that actually won a Super Bowl with a crap quarterback or an average quarterback? You have to have a stud quarterback. Why? Because the quarterback is the most position, most important position in all of sports. Forget about football. In all of sports, the quarterback is the most important position. And so I think it's okay to be hard on the quarterback. You have to expect a lot in order to win. And when, when it comes to Andy Reid, let me tell you something. I really was sad to see him go. He was a good coach, but it was time for a change. It was absolutely time for a change. Yeah, I'm glad I agree you guys you. got him. I agree with you but, on that. But I don't think he was garbage to get rid of, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I, no, I don't th I and think I don't he think was. he was either. And same thing with McNabb. I, I realized he was getting older. He was getting hurt. He was – I know you don't even want to talk about McNabb. But um, it's funny. What, Woody and I were just laughing about, like, the Browns. <laughs> I, was, I was looking something up, and I don't think they've actually – Browns, man. I don't think they've actually won a game in, like, two years. <laughs> like one one game in like two years i mean what, what would you do if you were that i i think i would get rid of the team i mean what do you do at this point when's the last time you remember the browns being any good or no one even talking about the browns i was just thinking about that this week i cannot remember in my lifetime when the browns were good and they especially the fans are so miserable out there but they have to they have to be kicking themselves in the butt because do you know what they did they could have Carson Wentz, but they traded that pick away to the Philadelphia. They could have Carson Wentz right now. And then what happened last week during the trade deadline, they blundered that 
thing. They had a they had a whole trade worked out for um oh, I forget what quarterback it was. They had a both teams were agreeing to it. The the one team called the offices in in uh, I think it's in New York saying we're going to do this trade. The Browns were too busy celebrating the fact that they were going to get this quarterback. They forgot to call the offices and miss the trade deadline. <laughs> Who does well, that? It goes back to my point though. Do you think if Wentz actually went to the Browns, he would have changed that team around? 100%. No way. You're dreaming. They got 100%. so many more problems, man. The offensive line, the whole offense, their defense. I mean, they have so many problems, man. You cannot just bring in one guy to fix it, unless that one guy is a coach. Uh, the guy, Jimmy Johnson, he did, did that with the Cowboys in the early 90s. He came in and, and basically put a bunch of no-names in there to fix it. But he couldn't just get a Troy Aikman and have fixed the Cowboys at that point. It, it wouldn't have done anything. I mean, might- I understand like you can't you can't have a bunch of college guys on the field with a superstar quarterback and expect to win. But the quarterback sways it so much. I mean, what what happened to I think it was Minnesota when they picked up Favre. Everybody was like, oh, Favre is, you know, toast. He freaking took that team almost to the Super Bowl. I mean, the yeah, it was like a hundred years old. But I mean, they had an Adrian Peterson. They had a pretty damn good defense, and they couldn't win for nothing without a quarterback. Yeah, well, I disagree with you. I'm going to edit to where you agree with me. I'm going to edit this whole show <laughs> where you agree with me. <laughs> <laughs>